how could I make season two of 99% Perspiration more exciting? Oh my, I could get a voiceover guy in. Oh, hey, uh, Peter Dixon, voice of the X Factor. Could you come over here a second? Good morning. Would you mind doing a bit of voice acting for us? You are listening to 99% Perspiration with Rachel Adadeji. Oh dear. Thanks, Peter. Hello creatives, Jay here and you are listening to the first episode of season two of 99% Perspiration. Hello, uh, my name's Jay Sykes, I'm 23 years old, I'm an academic tutor of radio at the University of Sunderland, I make audio projects like dramas and documentaries, and this podcast, this is my baby. 99% Perspiration is all about interviews and advice from creative professionals So if you're listening to this podcast, it means that you're a creative person. You want to improve your craft and keep learning new things. If you're a creative person, this podcast is for you. So what have we got in store for you this episode? You will get comments on your voice, which you can't do anything about because that's the way you speak. And sometimes you're just not right for what they're imagining or what they're looking for. It's nothing bad against you. It's just uh, you need to find a project that you are suited to. Pef Soulsby is a graduate from Newcastle University, currently studying MA Radio at the University of Sunderland. She's a freelance voiceover artist slash voice actor and is also a graduate marketing assistant at Newcastle University. My life turned around when I got involved in student media, seriously. So I'm always trying to push those, you know, join clubs, join societies, don't just study and sit in the library take on a work placement, work experience, just do everything. You'll also hear the utterly awesome Tom Campbell, who presents Drive on Heart Northeast Radio. Charismatic, bubbly, larger than life. You caught me in the zone talking about the job that I love, and I can't help but not be anything other than that. Because it is, in my opinion, it's the best job in the world. I'm sure there'll be electricians that disagree with me. (laughs) I'm sure there'll be theatre actors and there'll be producers and directors that disagree with me. But as far as I'm concerned, it's the best job in the world. And he's done a really, really big favour for me in terms of 99% perspiration, which I'm excited to tell you all about in a couple of minutes. And finally... What's up, guys? And welcome to the Instagram Sidemen Challenge. What this challenge is, is basically I have taken a load of pictures from the Sidemen's Instagram and I'm going to be zooming in on a certain bit of it and then... And they have to try and figure out whose Instagram it came from. The Sidemen are a collective of YouTubers based in England. They do all kinds of stupid videos online. So your sound is? What? that a sound? That was... The, the, the <laughs> what wasn't involved. <laughs> no, that wasn't involved. But he can add it in. He can add it. And Josh, your sound? This is so generic. Yours is such a generic mine's sound. Mine's a, a ring for set spell. Why well, you gotta do that right now? <laughs> <laughs> but before we do anything else, if you've listened to previous episodes of 99% Perspiration, you will notice a uh, new theme tune. Thank you so much to the wonderful, talented audio producer, Jed Stoker. He's a student of mine and made this for us especially. And I'm like, wow, 
Jed, if you're listening now, seriously, a massive, massive thank you for making this track for us. You can check Jed out by heading to Twitter. He is at Jed Stoker Media, or you can find his SoundCloud where there's tons of other tracks he's made. He's called DJ Progress. So that's at Jed Stoker Media and DJ Progress. I'm excited. Okay, we put 99% perspiration on hibernation over the winter months. 23 episodes, 12 hours of advice for emerging creative professionals. The episodes were becoming sporadic. It was originally weekly. It then was longer and longer and longer till the next episode. Life was getting in the way and I was like, fine. But in the back of my mind was season two and bringing 99% back and making it better and improving on it. And that's where Heart Northeast's Tom Campbell came in. Like a commercial radio show that they would have done for Spark, so I'll advise on that. Well, I always start the sessions by saying, we're about to have a coaching session. Uh, this is the sort of session I'll have with my boss, Giles Tanner, on a weekly basis. This is not a witch hunt. This is not a slagging competition. This is celebrating the things that you do well and, and working on the things that we can do better. If you ever have a coaching session and you leave feeling browbeaten and dishevelled and destroyed, then you have had a bad coaching session. You should never leave a coaching session feeling anything less than inspired to get back on the radio. If I say anything in the session that you disagree with, your opinion is just as valid as mine and I would like to hear it. And we can discuss it. That's why I say it's out of each session. I That's thought I'd drop that in. <laughs> That's like when the police arrest you and, and yeah, they, it, they it's like you have a right to remain silent. That's <laughs> lovely. Um, but, it's, but it's worth knowing because I've had sessions in the past. I've had coaching sessions with other bosses where I have left and just felt like oh, I'm just going to go be a milkman. You know, I can't. It's just, <laughs> it's, I was, I was, I was adamant. One boss I had, who if he was having a bad day, he'd give me a coaching session. It shouldn't have to be that way. It should never be that way. A coaching session is here to inspire you to make better radio. It's never here as a witch hunt or a slagging competition. And although Tom usually helps out with his coaching Mondays for people who are interested in live radio or commercial radio, I wanted him to take a look over the podcast as well. Not a witch hunt, not a slagging competition, but to literally just listen to the podcast and say, this is what I like, this is what I don't like. And let's be open about it. I'm here to make improvements to 99% perspiration all the time. Um, so this is what happened. Let's have a listen to how the show starts. I wonder which ones, because they're all they're all kind of different in a way. So well, okay, they've all got a distinctive set. Should I do the one with you in it or should I do... Give me the most recent, because okay. the most recent is, is the best example of, of your work. So this is episode 23. Okay. I hope it works through the through your headphones, but... Uh... Yeah. Hello creatives, Jay here and you are listening to- Ugh, the sound of my voice. Right, does anyone else hate the sound of their own voice? I'm sorry Pef, she's going to disagree with us later, I'm sorry. <laughs> but it was it was nerve-wracking having Tom there listening to- 99% perspiration. Guess I was an awkward child. In terms of the um, opening, uh, what do you think about it? It sounds rehearsed, it sounds like a script. You know what I mean? Okay, let's let's start this sentence again. What oh. do you like about it? I like that it's well-timed with the music. I like that you've got the consistency of what I say. Hello, creatives. I like I like the whole thing that I've like worked on piece by piece over over like the first few episodes, and I've found something solid and consistent. I like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. There is there's definitely a consistency and a solidness to it. And I like that as well. There's a nice warmth to it as well. Um, 
you got you you it's it's the one thing that these sessions bring out is the little things that you probably don't consider as bonuses but they are you do have a lovely voice and it <laughs> translates very well on air before you say anything it's it's a, it's a lovely radio voice that you've got I love the fact that you're supporting local artists I think it's a lovely thing to do it's a lovely little touch should I keep doing that um if you can find another way of doing it then yes yeah. because I want you because put it like this uh, if I was listening to this podcast for the very first time right it started off quite slow with plinky plinky guitar yeah and then you've gone hello creatives yeah. welcome to the show and then it's gone I was an awkward <laughs> child <laughs> <laughs> which is how a lot of creative people feel right that's how i tell me that's how you feel but i i think because i've heard you right and then i've heard i'm an awkward child <laughs> it's just i think that says a lot about you uh-huh. <laughs> i think I, I i love i love what you're saying i love the idea of it but i think that um it, it, it has it has a lot of uh, accidental comedy value uh-huh, falling on an accidental partridge moment <laughs> but um, if it you does. can find another way of celebrating that maybe a track at the end a track in the middle whatever that is mm. from like a local artist that would be that would, that would do more for the local artist because, yeah because <laughs> what happened was you did it and you talked lovely up to the vocal and then you sort of just jumped in again mid mid verse and then and I saw you physically move there you yeah you, because ugh. it jarred me a little bit and and this is always the thing with music beds is I always discourage people from using music beds that have lyrics and vocals in yeah because then your brain is you're, I'm trying to listen to what you're saying but I'm also hearing the lyrics of the song so my brain is in two places and it's very difficult for me to focus on either so really it needs to be it needs to be a bed that is that is very much in, in keeping with the show but not too intrusive mm. um, whereas, Tom me too I give the same advice and it's terrible that like, you know I'm doing this oh, it's, honestly I, that's, the, that's the great thing about doing these sessions is that you, you hear yourself say stuff and you go actually yeah, I do that to be fair yeah and you, and you don't think about it and it's always good to have stuff like this as a refresh um, but yeah so it's, it's lovely that you do it try and find it I would suggest in my opinion try and find another way to honestly to I found yeah. this session really valuable like ridiculously valuable I love that there are people in the radio industry, in other creative industries, who are like this. They're they're willing to take time out and nurture people and help them grow and think about the things they're doing and listen to what they've done. It's so useful to have someone else who's creative listen to your stuff and say, this is what works, this is what doesn't, let's change it. And here's a suggestion of how to change it. Tom Campbell, if you're listening right now, thank you so much for coming in to join me and, like, critically evaluating what I'm doing because it's such an important process and we talked for like two hours about all kinds of stuff I'm going to devote a future episode of 99% to Tom because there's that much good material that we chatted about Um, there's lots more from him put it that way I'm Pev Soulsby, and when people ask me what do you do, I find that a tough question to answer because I like to do lots of little things. (laughs) So I work for Newcastle University in the undergraduate marketing department there. Um, I'm currently doing an MA in radio at Sunderland and uh, will hopefully be doing lots of great things on Spark over the coming year. Uh, I also do some voiceover um, and DJing and sometimes I even get paid for it.
getting paid for DJing is like one of the hardest things. I know. Things. It's amazing. <laughs> but you've got there. Yes. You're well, that's it. I felt the first time, the first time I got paid to DJ an event, I thought, well, now I can say I'm a DJ. That's it. You know, I'm pro now. <laughs> Do you have a DJ name? DJ PK. PK. Yep. <laughs> what I really would love to ask you about first, really, is voiceover. Because mm. I chatted to the lovely Kyle Wilkinson, voice of BB1. Oh, yes. Drum roll, please. Newsbeat. Is that it? Is that all you do? And I'm, well, yeah, what did you expect me to do? I'm not creating a film. I voice people's names, features, track of the day, tractor of the day, that sort of thing. And they're all so, like, hyped up for something amazing. And it's a really bizarre thing to describe to people what you do. By the way, that was back in episode 21. Kyle spoke to us after his time at the Student Radio Association Training Day. Great chap. Good advice. Newsbeat. (laughs) Well, you've done video games. I know that much. Mm, Yeah. Major video games. A major video game, which is very exciting. So I'm looking forward to that. But it has been uh, played at E3 the uh, big video games conference so that was a hugely exciting moment when my voice went out in the presentation we're at the battle site this game that we're talking about has just been released a couple of days ago it's called eve valkyrie and it comes with the oculus rift it's one of the free downloads you get from pre-ordering Beth plays the onboard computer voice. <laughs> just thinking. Yeah, so um, I do a voice in Eve Valkyrie, which is the upcoming AAA title from uh, CCP Games, uh, who run Eve Online. So it's their their big uh, Oculus Rift game. It's going to be virtual reality, and they've been working on it for a couple of years. And I'm doing the voice of the onboard computer. Because I, I have a quite a good, um, my speciality is sort of sexy robots. <laughs> quite a speciality. I'm trying to carve out that niche. Like Siri, I'm coming for you. <laughs> GPS, robots, onboard computers. I never thought of a GPS as sexy. I can make it sexy, I'm sure. <laughs> but Why do don't you, you that turn game? left? Oh, oh wow. <laughs> Actually, I never thought of GPS until last week when someone on my course said, Pef, you should do GPS voiceover. So I'm going to add, I'm just adding that to my list. Anyway, sorry. All the celebrities are doing it now. True. Didn't Brian Blessed do one? Oh, I'd love that. Which would just be him shouting at you, obviously. <laughs> but how did you get into this voiceover stuff? It began with student radio for me. Um, and going way back, I always loved radio, but never had the confidence to really go for it. And then um, I started an undergrad degree at Newcastle University and thought, I really want to get involved in the student radio. So I did. Uh, And after my first couple of shows, I had lots of feedback from people saying, Pef, your voice sounds really good. You should do voiceover. Have you considered doing voiceover? And, you know, I thought, well, I would love to. And it's really nice that you think that because when I was younger, I used to get bullied for my voice quite a lot. Um, We moved around quite a bit. So my accent was always slightly wrong, no matter where we were. And uh, also people said I wasn't very emotional in the way I spoke, hence the uh, the robot. <laughs> but that sort of went in my favour because people were saying, well, your accent just sounds very standard southeast. It's not tied to anywhere in particular, which actually quite helps with this style of narrative voiceover. 
I started looking online and joined a few free forums, uh, things like the Voice Acting Alliance and the Voice Over Club and Voco Loco, um, and just started recording a few little auditions at home with my rubbish microphone in my laptop um, and emailing them to people, got some nice feedback, got cast in a few things. The very first thing I was cast in was never completed, but it was amazing. And I'm hoping I can maybe bring it to life someday because it was a Zom rom-com audio drama, but with a gay love story at the heart of it. And it was really well written. And they had me playing all of the female characters. <laughs> so I had to play an old woman and then sort of like a young chav. And that never saw the light of day. So that was disappointing. By the way, if for whatever reason, the person who created that and didn't finish it is listening to this podcast please please finish it i would listen the hell out of that gay zom rom-com sign me up then i started to get involved in uh, a doctor who fan series so again people who are writing their own scripts of doctor who adventures and i got cast as the companion in that and it's uh that was really fun and then that sort of introduced me to this whole world of the audio drama uh, enthusiasts that are out there and I started listening to a lot of them as well um, and heard you, Jay, in uh, one or two, I think. <laughs> so that was fun. Um, I get around a bit. I mm, love radio drama so much. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and there's just such a wealth of like, really passionate amateur radio drama enthusiasts out there making their own really high quality sounding productions, which is amazing. Um, Are and... you a member of the audio drama production podcast Facebook group? Yes, I think I am. I don't really interact with the podcasting groups on Facebook much. Hopefully I will get into, but I feel like I need to have something to show. In my opinion, I think that's the best way to get started. Talk to people who are passionate about the same things that you are. That's why the likes of the audio drama production podcast are so successful, because they bring together people who love producing, writing, acting in radio drama and create that creative hub that people can talk to each other with. We've got one, for instance, which I'm going to shamelessly plug every single moment I can. Join the 99% Perspiration group on Facebook. It is awesome. There we go. I said it. With computer games, I did a couple of voiceovers for a few sort of uh, indie games, you know, free download. Again, the same as the school play. I was usually cast as the mother or the narrator. That's fine. <laughs> the CCP break was one of those cases of right place, right time, right people. Because CCP have a studio in Gateshead, which is where I live. And I know a few people who work there and they mentioned that they wanted some voiceovers because we were talking about voiceover and I was just saying down the pub, yeah, I do some voiceover. They had a woman who did the voice of the computer in Eve and she was a bit of a fan favourite. Everyone loved her and she'd moved to South Africa and they couldn't use her anymore. And so they said, well, we need a, a new person. And they sort of sent me a link to the video of her voice. And they're like, do you think you could do something like that? And I was like, yeah, I could, you know, just a slightly posh, computery sounding voice. So I quickly recorded a few takes and sent it off and thought, well, they're going to be listening to loads of people because obviously they've got deals with various voice agencies to get their, their talent in. But I think just the fact that I was cheap and local <laughs> went in my favour and obviously had a, a really good impression of this posh computer voice. And they were like, yeah, we really like it and we want to use you. Um, that was fantastic. So that was really exciting. And I've been recording, I actually recorded some lines for them last night. So it's still ongoing and the game's still in production. But one of the cool things is Katie Sackoff is the main character. She was Starbuck in Battlestar Galactica. So she's voicing the sort of the main pilot. 
the team flew out to LA to record her in a nice studio. I do it in my house in Gateshead and email it to them. That's the glamorous world of voice acting. I do really enjoy it um, and I want to hopefully move more into drama. I think my voice lends itself for narration very well and also I'm quite comfortable doing that. Drama is a bit harder, obviously. Um, There's a lot more to think about and it's more skilled, I would say. Not that narration isn't skilled, but I would think it would take more for me <laughs> to be an actor. I always listen back and think, oh, you're so wooden, you know. And I, I loved acting when I was younger. I loved being on the stage. I did loads of amdram, but I would always be the mother or the narrator. And uh, I thought with audio drama, at least it doesn't matter what I look like or my physicality, because really my voice can be anything. And my voice can be anything that the writer imagines it to be or the listener imagines it to be. So it gives me a much broader opportunity. I'm short and I'm fat and I'm like not superstar looking. I'd never get cast on Hollyoaks unless it was as a comedy character. But in audio drama, I can be the hero. I can be the main person. I can be the sex object if that's what I want to do. (laughs) If you love acting and that's your gig, there are tons of different routes you can take. We chatted to Kylie Ann Ford, who's an actor from South Shields, who does theatre back in episode 10. What I would just say is literally just do everything you possibly can. Anything that gets offered to you. If it's a little job, a little script in hand, just one nighter thing and you like never think you're above anything, just do it because then the people that you meet from that will put you in touch with other people. Like they'll want to work with you again. You get your name around. Just do everything you possibly can and be nice. And we chatted to an actor toned director, Corin Kilvington, all the way back in episode one of 99% Perspiration. They both took different routes, but Pef's route seems to be through voice acting, getting experience. So what kind of advice does she have for people who want to get ahead in voice acting? Don't expect much quickly. and You have to be really persistent yeah, you, with those emails. You have to, you have to realise... Th- I'll tell you a little story, actually. I once did an audition for a voiceover for um, an Eastern European technology company who wanted me to do their sort of corporate demonstration videos. And I sent in very, I sent an audition and then it was, oh, yes, well, we want to do another audition with a longer script to see how you sound. And then they said, um, we really like it, but could you make your voice sound more generic? And I just thought, what direction of generic do you want me to go? Do you mean you want me to sound more American, perhaps, as they were based in Eastern Europe? Um, And then they never got back to me. So I thought, well, that's it. They're not interested. Or they've found someone more generic. And then two years later, literally two years later, I got an email from them uh, asking if I was still interested in the project because the person who'd previously been running it had left the company and it had gone on hold. And then they said, oh, so would you still be interested in doing it? Um, So sometimes you don't get good communication or feedback from the people you're auditioning for or applying for. So be prepared for lots of silence. Also, you will get comments on your voice, which you can't do anything about because that's the way you speak. And sometimes you're just not right for what they're imagining or what they're looking for. It's nothing bad against you. It's just uh, you need to find a project that you are suited to and where you match what they are looking for. A lot of places want to hear demo reels. If you're going to be part of an agency, they'll want sort of about a minute of different clips of your voice uh, to show how versatile you are, different styles, a bit of narration, a bit of character acting. If you're the kind of person that does silly voices or accents, some of those in there to sound good, Um, especially women who can make their voice sound like a young man. That's, That's pretty good to do because then you can voice 
something where you're playing characters of two genders. I can't do that. You know, like Bart Simpson is voiced by a woman. Yeah, so that's that's a, a skill I have not yet got. Practice, record yourself a lot at home, listen back to your recordings. If you hate the sound of your own voice, get over it. <laughs> um, you will come to love the sound of your own voice, I certainly did. And realise where you trip up, maybe where you slur, if there are certain sounds that you have difficulty with, the pops and the clicks and the breathing, just sort of notice where your weaker points are so you can work around them. And then we literally spent about a minute trying to remember the name of the woman who voiced Bart Simpson. Of course, Pef remembered first. Nancy Cartwright. Oh my God. Stay tuned. (laughs) Stay tuned. People don't tune into podcasts. You click on it, whatever. Uh, Stick around because there's still lots to chat to Pef about. We haven't talked about her undergraduate marketing assistant role at Newcastle University yet, and she's still got tons of advice on the way. But I thought, let's have a break. Let's have something else. So um, this is a piece by a first-year student in one of my radio classes. His name's Niall Maguire. It's a radio production class. You learn the basics of making radio features. So you create a, a soundscape, interview people that you fit to music, make a vox pop, a bit of live foley. But the final assessment, we throw it open to you, open to the students. So Niall made this awesome piece that I'm like, dude, can I please steal this for 99% perspiration? And he's like, yeah, why not? (laughs) So he got in touch with the Sidemen, and I'd never heard of the Sidemen before, but they are a growing YouTube hit, and they've got some really, really funny videos online. So anyway, I'm going to shut up now, hand you over to Niall Maguire on the Sidemen. Sideman, a derogatory term for an irrelevant and powerless individual. A sideman will often show signs of wimpy behaviour. 1. The guy who finances a girl's shopping sprees and receives nothing in return. 2. The general wet wipe, often a guy who is emotionally unstable and isn't raided by anybody, not even his friends. If that's the case, then why are the biggest group of gaming YouTubers in the UK called the Sidemen? Sidemen, 3v3, Rocket League, auto-up boys, and let's see who oh, with what is going on. I'm with, I'm with Bez and... Toby! Who's here? Yes, we yeah. yeah. Wait, Okay. Hey guys, it's me, VicSoul123, and welcome to 7 Days to Die, a relatively new game for me. I played about an hour or so. Hey guys, it's me, VicSoul123, I'm here with Josh, Simon, and Ethan, and... Just call me Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Worms Battlegrounds. We have some next-gen worms up in this, and they're going to kill each other. Yeah. The Sidemen are a group of seven British YouTubers who have boosted in popularity over the past few years, with every member now having over a million subscribers on YouTube. They post gaming-related content online every day, and sometimes real-life videos too. The group consists of JJ, Simon, Josh, Toby, Ethan, Harry, and Vic. This past week I called with Vic and asked him some questions about the life of being a full-time gaming YouTuber. Hey, I'm Vic, VicStole123. I make gaming videos on YouTube. I've been doing this for four or five years now. It's my full-time job right now and it's great fun. What is it like meeting your fans in real life and taking photos with them and saying hi to them on the street? Yeah, it's a great experience actually meeting the people who watch our videos 
in real life, in some senses they know us better than, you know, people we interact with on a daily basis in life just because they'll sit and watch our videos every single day without fail. Do you feel like showing your true personality on YouTube and now why you've started showing your face is important to help you build your fan base and grow? Definitely, it makes it more enjoyable to be able to engage directly with the audience. It does take you know, some confidence to get on a camera in front of thousands of people, but at the same time, you don't want to be hiding yourself from the, uh, you know, the interaction. Where did it all start off for you? Like, what gave you the passion to just decide, you know, this YouTube thing, I want to give it a go? So YouTube for me was just a fun little hobby with friends from school. You'll hear a lot of people who make videos on YouTube, a lot of the time they'll say they were inspired by this YouTuber, that YouTuber, they would watch them and they wanted to kind of imitate that and do it themselves. For me, it's a little different. It was a bunch of my school friends that were just uploading little clips of them playing games and possibly a little bit of arrogance slipping in, thought I could do a little bit better. I could not, I was, I was shocking at playing the games and editing them. But I just wanted to kind of get involved in that with my school friends. We'd all be uploading little clips of just what we were doing in the game, some of our cool moments, sharing them with each other, using YouTube as a platform for this, never really looking beyond each other. But it just turned out that there were people searching for gaming videos. And in all reality, it's just built up, it's grown from that point, that initial spark of, hey, people are watching my stuff. I should try and make it better. Do you feel that you motivate people to start doing YouTube? Yeah, definitely. A huge kind of number of our viewers will go out and do the same thing as us. And it's, it's a great thing, obviously, to be able to spark that creativity. You know, you never know who's going to be, in a few years' time, who's going to be one of the biggest kind of YouTubers, most successful. But at the same time, it can be a little worrying because you see a lot of people that will look at kind of the very top of YouTube and look at people doing it as a full-time job and set their aim on that, which is essentially quite you know, a niche thing to be able to do. And it requires, I'm gonna be honest, a lot of luck and a lot of hard work to get to a point where you can sustain yourself just from making YouTube videos. Finally, Vic, why Sidemen? Sidemen is kind of a London term of slang, person on the side, you know, kind of right-hand man, not, not kind of the focus of attention. And it was almost kind of a bit of a joke that it got created as our crew name in a way at the time um, JJ had an audience far bigger than all of us so kind of in the way we were all side men to him we were just kind of imitating what he was doing but now it's got to a point where we've built up this whole audience around it and it's quite funny that we've turned it into a positive term what was kind of a negative slang term just as a bit of a joke that we created we were you know our GTA crew was called the ultimate side men it's a bit of a joke so there you have it that's why the side men are called the side men So yes, at Newcastle University, I'm an undergraduate marketing assistant, is my title, and as what suits me very well, I do lots of little things with different teams. Um, I help with the social media team. If you've ever tweeted at students NCL, then I might have been the person who replied to your tweet. We get a lot of work around A-level results day and clearing, and that's really fun because uh, you get to interact with people who are really excited about coming to university. And uh, I also monitor the student room website. Uh, so we have an official Newcastle University rep account on that forum, and I post on there and again, answer questions about the uni, student life, the city. I also help with the publications team who make the 
printed and the web material. So the prospectus and brochures, I help organise photo shoots, I get students in to model for that, I proofread the copy, um, give my feedback on design ideas. I'm the only person on the team who actually graduated with a degree from Newcastle University, so I have that perspective of, well, when I was here, this is how, you know, this is what I thought, that's how it would appear to me, that's how I read it, so I bring that. I still have a lot of contacts with the Students' Union, I'm still heavily involved, some might say too heavily involved in the student media there. So I can use those contacts to bring in the student voice into the marketing materials, which I think is a really valuable thing. And I'm all about pushing extracurricular activities. My life turned around when I got involved in student media, seriously. So I'm always trying to push those, you know, join clubs, join societies, don't just study and sit in the library, take on a work placement, work experience, just do everything. You're a you're a pef of all trades. Exactly. I definitely am. I describe myself as that sometimes, yeah. Is that difficult sometimes? That's how I like to work. Um, during my degree, I had two jobs. I was uh, presenting a radio show and ended up being the manager of the radio station in my final year. I also had an internet radio show. I forgot to mention that at the same time that I would broadcast from home. So I, I always have to have something. I have to have lots of things going on all the time. Um Last year, I worked full time before starting this MA. I deferred my entry to the radio MA to work for a year full time. And it was very strange just having one job, no academic commitments. Um, I ended up taking a break from radio as well. And it was just, uh, it was odd. And that also made me feel that I definitely needed to be doing lots of things. And I realised what was right for me. And that is having lots of projects on the go. So being a DJ and doing some club nights, doing some voiceover, doing some radio shows and a bit of study at the same time is just perfect for me. I would say be broad, go for things that interest you, don't restrict yourself because, okay, so my degree was linguistics and coming to this master's, there are a lot of people who've come through three years of uh, media production or broadcast journalism. So I'm bringing something completely different to the group. I don't have that technical know-how, but I've got all of this research skill, you know, that I'm bringing and all of these ideas and interests that are outside of media. And I think that sometimes having diverse interests can be really useful. Um, as another example, I did study Japanese uh, at the university as well. Um, and before I got completely sucked into the media world, I was planning on going into translation. In those fields, it can be really useful to have a background in law or medicine, you know, because you've got that specialist knowledge. Find your outside passions and be broad and follow them as well. Don't neglect them. Don't think, well, if I'm going to go into marketing and PR, I need to be top of my game on social media because it could be your interest in stately homes that then gets you a job with the National Trust or something like that, you know? Keep those connections with people. I love having lots of acquaintances in different fields, and I'm the kind of person that I like to just try and get on with everyone, you know? So <laughs> I really enjoy having someone I can just grab and be like, oh, okay, so I need someone for an interview. Well, I know someone who does this. Or, oh, we want to get a student for uh, to appear in a profile. Well, actually, I know the student who set up this or is the president of that. Absolutely love that. So again, the contacts are so important and don't burn your bridges. And just everyone has a story. Everyone has their own strengths as well. You never know when that could be something that's super useful for you. I mean, meeting CCP programmers down the pub 
led to submitting an audition for the voice of the computer. And what Pef said there just reminded me so much of what dancer, choreographer Jamie Benson was saying in episode 14. Where all your interests intersect is where you are. That's where your unique stamp that you're going to put on the world lives. That's the one thing. It's the intersection of all the other you're interested in, you know? And if I would have just realized that, if I would have known, if I would have had a mentor... When am I coming back to take part in your wonderful podcast? (laughs) Hopefully in a few months. (laughs) Or if I've got anything to plug, which I currently don't, although I'm very excited. I've just registered a new web domain of PEFFM. Since this interview uh, months ago... uh, Pef built up this awesome looking website that works really nicely as a good online portfolio of what a voice actor or a voice artist is all about. And I seriously recommend you check out pef.fm. It's cool. So P-E-F-F dot F-M. Or Pefm. Pefm, yeah, or it could be Pefm. But yes, <laughs> I just quite like the sound of Pef-FM. Pef-FM is great. Yeah, so I've just registered that. So uh, keep an eye out for that. I have a very Googleable name which is both a blessing and a curse. Um, I will get some contact details up on PEFFM soon. I'm on Twitter at Pef Soulsby. So it's P-E-F-F-S-O-U-L-S-B-Y. Pef, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you, Jay. And yes, hopefully I'll be able to talk to you again in a few months. <laughs> You have been listening to Season 2, Episode 1 of 99% Perspiration. Interviews and advice from creative people for creative people. As ever, thank you to everyone who was involved in this week's podcast, to Jed Stoker for the awesome new sound design. I love it. I'm so happy. Um, thank you to Tom Campbell from Heart Northeast Radio. Again, we'll be hearing more from Tom in a future episode because we chatted about so much awesome stuff, but he really helped me think again about the podcast and what I wanted it to be. So big thanks to Tom. Thank you to Pef Soulsby, our lead interview this week. And once again, I recommend checking her out, pef.fm. What a cool URL. I've got to get one. J.fm. Ooh. Also, of course, a big thank you to Niall Maguire, who interviewed the Sidemen for his class project and then was like, yes, I don't mind having it on a podcast. Thank you, Niall. Thank you to the Sidemen. Until yesterday, you were blissfully unaware, but (laughs) there we go. We have a Patreon account. It costs $20 a month to have it on Libsyn and get it onto iTunes and so forth. Then there's all the costs of buying people coffees and lunches and blah 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 you don't want to hear all that but if you do want to help support the show you can head to patreon pledge even what one dollar a month to help keep us afloat and help creative people stay high on coffee or if you want to buy some cool stuff with our logos on it then by all means we've got a red bubble as well anyway head to 99podcast.com where there's all kinds of extra content blog posts guest writers extra material get in touch 99podcast.com we've got a twitter and we've just got an instagram i love my instagram both of them are at 99podcast anyway i've waffled thank you so much for joining us for the first episode of season two of 99% perspiration my name's jay sykes and until next time stay productive stay awesome